Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Christine Garvin, a functional nutritionist who focuses on women's hormones and gut health and a founder of Get Your Hormones Right, the hormone school. Fantastic. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, so I am, you know, uh, have been through a journey, let's just put it that way. And I always have to tell people, you know, a little bit about what happened to me because um, the work that I do is so important Mm. in terms of empowering women, in my opinion, because I was disempowered when it came to my body, my hormones. I learned um, just about five and a half years ago that I had a relatively large fibroid growing in my uterus. Didn't know what a fibroid was before that. So if anybody listening doesn't know, that's common, but up to 80% of women will have one by the time she's 50, at least one. Um, And to me, that's kind of an epidemic, right? We're acting like it's not a big deal. You go to the doctor, you usually don't know until the fibroid is too large. Mm-hmm. And at that point you have to get it surgically removed, which is exactly what happened to me. So I had the surgery done and uh, went home and was supposed to start feeling better pretty quickly. But within two weeks, I was feeling worse and worse and worse. And I landed in the ER with sepsis and the doctors told my family that one more day and I would have been dead. So basically I just was, all of these gastric juices were flowing into my abdominal cavity. They had to do um, emergency surgery. I ended up losing half my colon, about eight inches of small intestine. I had an ostomy bag for about six and a half months. So that ended my, okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pretty first surgery ever, by the way, I was 39 Uh years old. You you held out and you're like, when I I do it, I'm going to do it properly, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they had unknowingly burned me in three places in my intestines during that fibroid surgery. And considering that this is something that so many women actually will face, you know, at some point in their lives, um, I really came to the point of, well, why did this happen in the first place? Why did I even grow a fibroid in the first place? And that was, it's a hormonal dysregulation or hormonal issue. And so I said, I want to just learn as much as I can about women's hormones. I'd already been a nutritionist years before that. And so I dove more into training on hormones, training on um, gut health and the functional aspect, which means I can utilize testing in order to get really specific with people. And that was where, you know, I was like, this is what I want to really do is educate women 
in particular on their menstrual cycle, on their reproductive system in the ways that we're not taught at all so that we're empowered in the decisions that happen to our body. And we don't have to necessarily put our life on the line when a situation comes up. Right. Um, and so that has been what I've done for the last three and a half, four years, primarily working one-on-one -on -one with women. Um, mm -hmm. I've done a little bit of group programs, but I'm moving more into the group program place in my business now, because that is, you know, there's only so much time and energy that I have, right. To yeah, work how with can you serve? How can you help more people impact? Yes. Yep. So th this whole business has been born out of yeah, nutritionist, this area you were already in. So mm -hmm. had your, you had your focus, but then with your, what you went through, is like, okay, shit, people need to know more about this. Yes. How can I make an impact? How can I make sure other people have the knowledge that they should have that you wish you'd have had, right? hundred percent. Exactly. And that's really my goal is to get that message out to as many women as possible out there. You know, it's in, in life, if we don't have control of our bodies, we don't have control of much. Okay. Control. I love the way you bring that in. I mean, it's, it, it marries what, what we do on Forget Yourself. It's all about how to control yourself, control your mind, control your mm. body, control your environment. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. take back control. And there's ways that we can, Absolutely. that we don't know yep. about it. So with your area, empowering through knowledge, how do you, how do you find is your clients sort of come to you? Are, are you out there just spreading the word, spreading the awareness? So you're going from, say, level zero to level one, people being, oh, shit okay th this is a thing or are you more talking to the people who are okay they have more knowledge about this they have some understanding maybe it's more they're looking at how to, to manage themselves as they as they, they go through different stages of their lives what mm. who do you speak to them most I think that there's a lot of women out there um younger and younger that are having issues with their reproductive system right mm. and they are frustrated because unfortunately their doctors are not educated in the empowering part. Right. And they're not educated beyond, you know, drugs, birth control, surgery, yeah. and that's what they're good at. And that's fantastic, you know, for when that's needed, but they don't have this other aspect to their learning where that they can share with their patients. And so their patients, especially with these kind of chronic, I'll call them chronic reproductive issues mm. are just feeling horrible and not getting any help. Right. And so I think that they are looking for help. The fibroids thing is massive. So certainly I've had a lot of people find me via social media, just, you know, researching about fibroids. Um, I think, you know, I've been lucky with a lot of word of mouth over the years too, in terms of um, working with clients and then they feel better. And so they tell their friends about it. You know, um, I do have a podcast. And so that's another way that people I'd say more and more come to me at this point um, mm. is, is hearing through the po podcast. So those are the primary ways. Nice. Yeah. So with, with your evolution, so hearing what you've been through and then you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. What was it like for you as you made that decision that this is the speciality, this is what you want to do. And what was your journey like as you started to do that? And maybe the marketing was different. The way mm -hmm. of talking was different. Who you're talking to was different. What mm -hmm. was that bit of growing this business like? I think I really began with just telling my story of what I went through. 
And, you know, I was very open about my experience of having an ostomy bag, um, which is another thing that people don't, you know, talk about very often. Um, I, I only had one for about six and a half months, but that process of going through what I went through and having an ostomy, I think, you know, really sort of um, touched a lot of people that were going through similar experiences Um, and then, you know, over time, I think a lot of those people stayed with me, you know, in social media and that as I did more and more training and started to share the knowledge that I gained. Were they walking the path with you as you were going through the treatment? It wasn't a case of it was a hard stop afterwards. Okay. Let me tell you about this. Let me educate. It's like, look at this, look what I'm going through. I just sharing everything, being open and vulnerable. Yep. which then naturally organically turn into, hey, if you want to know more, here's the invitation. Here's mm-hmm. what I do. Um, mm-hmm. Is that how it naturally kind of worked for you? It pretty much went that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, certainly as I was uh, doing more and more training and just sharing that, you know, people uh, stayed with me through that who wanted to help their themselves, um, in similar processes. And then also picked up some new people in that process of, you know, sharing the training and, um, yeah, it's interesting to just kind of look back on the the three and a half years ago or so when I started doing it, you know, and, and really, I don't think I had a plan at all. It was just me going through, the trauma and the post-trauma and how can I heal? And for me, sharing really helped in that. And I, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I actually love the group program aspect too, because sharing your story, sharing your process, that is so much a part of the healing process, Mm -hmm. really, you know, um, healing is not in a vacuum. It's not in a container. We have to do it, um, with other people in my opinion. Um, and so it, you know, it's interesting. I think it's really important for practitioners to work one-on-one with people for a while to really, you learn so much, you know, that you, you can learn everything you want to in school, but until you start working with people one-on-one and see the bio-individuality and the crazy things that people go through, you really aren't going to know that subject in depth. And so I'm so grateful for that time. And now it's like, I'm ready to share more of that information with more and more people and, and support, you know, along the way. Mm, Fantastic. So, uh, so many people, it's, you learn it, you do it, and then you teach it. That's kind of the the structure mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. your route is slightly different you you heal yourself you share mm-hmm. and then it's serving simple mm-hmm. as that so it may be a less sort of business route so it's been more organic and it's kind of maybe sort of fluid has that helped or maybe hindered you as you get towards these next stages good question um i think um maybe a little bit of both uh-huh. right because um I probably, I mean, I've definitely started other businesses and I've never been your structure girl, even though I understand how important structure is, <laughs> but the doing it, um, you know, is, is a little tough. So, um, certainly when it happens more organically, you don't always put the structures in place, right. To yeah. sort of level up. And I understand the importance of those. Um, uh-huh. and at the same time, I think I probably have drawn people in that I may not have drawn in had I been more sort of concrete about my path, you know, and like delineating what's coming next kind of a thing. So 
Nice. Is that, a, is that an answer oh, to your question? <laughs> kind of. I mean, we all just want to be like, oh, it's so easy. Things just flow yeah. and come to us. It's like, yes, that does work. There is part of that. However, it's also we need to take again, back to what you said before. Control. It's about control. Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you find are maybe the, the mistakes that you made when you first started? Because maybe it wasn't. Yeah, you were focused on your journey mm-hmm. and your journey. Maybe as you've continued to go through this, it never quite ends. So you're still right. on your own personal journey mm-hmm. as you've now taken the role as as the the guide the, the healer um mm-hmm. the, the teacher so what would you say was was a mistake that you made like damn it I wish I'd have set this foundation differently or mm-hmm. what would that have been honestly probably one of the things that I would have done differently is I would have gotten a business loan mm in the early part of my business um, and set up right away having, uh, you know, an assistant, um, a marketing person, all of that kind of came a bit later for me. Um, And I think that those structures, if you're able to do that on the early side of the business, save you so much time. And so so you, much money. So for ultimately too long, were you doing it all on your own? Trying <laughs> oh to do yeah. A hundred percent. I was doing all of it, you know, and, and um, it just sucks you this, that's what can lead to burnout. Right. Yeah. And I was probably on that edge. And then I was like, all right, I have to, you know, hire some people to yeah. help me um, because there was just no way around it at that point. And you really realize you cannot grow until you have support systems in place yeah. for your business. Crumb- Time is the most important thing. Yeah. Time is the most important. So cool. Rapid fire. Best hire. Uh my VA. Yeah. Virtual assistant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just taking all the stuff, all the crap that you didn't want to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I certainly still have some things that I have to do that, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to do. But yes, she just she's so much faster at getting the things done too, yeah. because that's just her focus. Right. Versus I'm thinking about all these different things. So hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. All right. So where are you now with this? Cause okay. You, you brought team members on, mm-hmm. uh, you have the experience, you're expanding to, to group, to serve more people. You've got lots of different programs to help people sort of one, find you and, and have get what they need mm-hmm. in that, that sort of first step. So where right now are you, Where's your focus going? Where are you? Where are you fracturing your focus? What do you want to do? What are you doing? What, what damn it, what shouldn't you be doing? <laughs> I think um, you know, part of what happens for me a lot is I do have a fractured focus. You know, yeah. I have sort of multiple things that I want to be doing. And um, and so it really building up the school, get your hormones right school is the main place that I want to be focusing on and, Mm. and allowing people to even understand that this is out there for them, right. That I have everything from, you know, $19 intro classes up into full 12 week programs, you know? And so there's something for everyone there. And, And if you don't know me, easy way to get to know me is on that, you know, sort of low end and then, um, build your way in and then do the live. I do live programs too, you know, um, we're getting more into that. And so you have that option to get to know me through some of the self-guided stuff. And then hopefully yeah. you'll want to do some of the live stuff too. So what's it like as you try and get this awareness? Cause it sounds like there's so many different 
strategies that you could be using. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's so many out there. I mean, all of it works. It's trying to find yeah. the right thing for, for your audience, for yourself personally. Um, is, is it a case of you're trying so much to try and find the right one or you need to cover all these areas to try and get people through? Or is it focusing on, I really need to, if I could find one, I make it much more efficient and much more effective. Would What kind of route are you looking for? That would be amazing to find one and make it super effective. What does that look like? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm so used to doing all of the different things, you know, but, yeah. but I do think that um, it's been slow going, but it, it is getting more specific and succinct um, yeah. in my approach. So, but still I can certainly, it would be great to find that one, that one way. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, are you, are you just justifying that? Cause I, I need more focus. I wish I had this one, but I'm doing these, but it's okay because I'm like, Oh, here comes a story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I just think I'm used to, you know, sort of doing yeah. all these multiple different things. And so, um, yeah, you really have to sit down and figure out, okay, what, um extraneous at this point what is not you know useful enough um that's probably where I need to be yeah what do you want to be doing what where is your area of genius because as the business owner we we all have different zones of like this is what I'm good at this is what I enjoy and this is what actually brings in so much value to the business Mm -hmm. finding that sweet spot within that sort of trifecta oh my gosh that's the thing so what's nailed on you love it. I it, love, and it brings well, I, and this is very new for me, but the speaking aspect, the yeah. presenting aspect, you know, this is something that I was scared out of my mind to even contemplate doing for most of my life. I was not a public speaker and it's something that I've fallen in love with really through doing webinars, um, you know, over the past mm year and a half, or I guess a little bit longer, you know, during COVID. And, um, and I just really enjoyed that process of teaching in that way. And then over the past few months, I've been able to do that, you know, more in person. And that's something that I really want to grow. I want to be able to travel and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's an opportunity to possibly, uh, teach at a hospital, um, in Connecticut to nurses there. And I love that idea of being able to, you know, work on the sort of integration of yeah. functional medicine and allopathic medicine and teach in that level. Yeah. So that's what I love. So again, you've got lots of different areas. So, so the webinar that was this working or is it like, okay, this isn't quite doing the thing I want it to do. And then you evolve naturally to speaking, or was that more a case of, oh my gosh, I love this. And being in person was just, it fueled you a little bit more. So what, what's this sort of evolution been for you with that? Yeah, I would say yeah, the second part, you know, I, and, and just, I think it's so funny because um, I am more of an introvert. And so a lot of COVID, I was like, oh, it's sweet that I don't have to be out in the world, but. Oh, I even have to do I, this way. Oh, want more. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but even I got tired of, you know, yeah. just being on the computer all the time and, and really yeah. the differences. I love the look on women's faces when they learn some information. Yeah brand new that they are, you know, tell me I should have known this 30 Mm -hmm. years ago. And I'm, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they get to teach their daughters and their sisters and their nieces about the information and, and utilize it for themselves. And so I, that is what I just absolutely adore. And, and it's not, I guess that off the wall because I was a dancer for many years too. So Mm -hmm. I was very comfortable performing dance in front of people. And now it's shifted into 
the speaking and that yeah that energy exchange oh so you're you're the introvert that that likes to perform that likes to be speaking I guess it fuels you but also you probably get to a point where it's like oh this is a lot do you find those times where you have to then come back and sort of regroup and re-energize Oh, I absolutely. I always have to have my regroup re-energize and I'm pretty good at that at this point in my life and yeah. you know how much it plays part of health. So yeah. yeah, it's not something I could, I couldn't go out there every single day of the week <laughs> and teach for sure. <laughs> I need some of my downtime. Yeah. I mean, we all need to make sure that we can sort of manage ourselves through the process because, oh my yep. gosh, it can be so tough. So, you know, with the transitions that, you know, obviously shit, what massive life transition now, the business transition now you get to serve and now you're you're trying to find what is the right angle to be able to bring in and impact more people mm-hmm. that sounds like it's the, the goal for you as you yes. bring in more sort of team members so what's it like for you personally as as you you know have more team members as you you try and sort of let go of some things to free you up to do the speaking to do the webinars to do um to, to travel and enjoy the work mm-hmm. to do that you have to be able to remove yourself from those other things So Mm -hmm. what's that like and why is it so hard? (laughs) Um, I think it's hard and I would imagine a lot of business owners feel similarly because you want your message to reflect who you are in the world, Mm. right? So so often what assistants are doing and marketing people are doing is showing you to the world, right? Mm. They're creating the things that are putting you out there and you just you want to make sure that that's in line with yeah. your message, what exactly you want to be out there, you know? And so that's probably the part that's hardest. Mm. So again, let's get a little theme going through this podcast. It's control. There's a little yeah. bit of control. You're yeah. like, I, I want to keep this control. <laughs> it needs to be talking in this way. It's about mm. you know, your journey through this. Mm-hmm. So with this level of control, is it, is it, is it that it's, it's not me or is it, it's not enough or is it just, it's, it's just different. What's, what's the thing that you kind of hold you back from fully releasing certain areas? Um, I mean, I, I think really it's that idea of someone, you know, if you have an audience that's reading something, seeing something on social media and they take it at face value and it's wrong, (laughs) but that's coming from me, you know, even though it really isn't me, like that's, that's a instance that, um, hasn't happened in my business or anything, but I think just particularly with the, um, loads of misinformation that is out there in the world, you know, I want to make sure that my information is really clear and, uh, backed up and all of those things. And so that is, I don't know if that's like getting at the root <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but that's, that's, I think my fear place yeah. is, is the message is not going to be quite right. Okay. So you're coming from a fear. That's interesting mm-hmm. that it's something that's not happened to you. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not your personal story. It's not really, it's not you. It is, mm-hmm. it is the facts it is the interpretation it is making sure so the misinformation, mm-hmm. is that something you find yourself battling with? Is that something that you're concerned that's out there and you don't want to be perceived as 
someone sharing things that, that are wrong is is it is it is it is it with you or is it external judgment where where is that i'm trying to sort of fish and find mm. out what, what that is probably a little bit of both because i'm very um particular from an internal place of uh-huh. wanting everything to be very uh clear and honest and yeah you know um as as truthful as is possible yeah um and there's also the sense of out there people watching and you know particularly i think in the realm that i am in where you have um sometimes doctors and other professionals coming up against particularly i'd say those sort of in the um the menstrual educational environment and saying oh no this is wrong you know those kinds of things and so for example i just always like to have everything i put out there backed up by research you know as much as possible and those kinds of things so 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 you're battling with not only people's perceptions and lack of knowledge lack of understanding but also Mm -hmm. authority figures Mm -hmm. who have their angle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. their knowledge and it's a little bit of who am i coming to this and it sounds crazy because you've actually been through this. Sure. But maybe you Absolutely. don't have the, 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 the big um, establishment and right. certificates on the wall and all these things. It's like, but still yeah. there's that. So you're kind of battling. Are you battling that? I'm, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that that's part, certainly part of it. You know, I think that's the imposter syndrome that comes up with yeah. that. Um And yeah, just having to be or feeling as if you have to be even more on your game because of, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that fine line between doing things right and Mm -hmm. taking forever to do things. Yeah. So is that a balance for you where you'd rather it's maybe that's, there's the speed there's, there's the speed. I think we say time is the most important thing in any business money Mm -hmm. you can get, you can earn it's replenishable energy again, replenishable time. Mm you ain't getting that back. So the speed of execution, the speed of doing things, the speed of letting go, is that maybe one of the, the toughest lessons to, to learn as an entrepreneur? Yes. Yeah. I would agree. So, you know, I think, uh, I've been able to work on some of that within myself, you know, just thinking about, and I'm sure some people listening can, um, you know, can empathize and and maybe have gone through the same thing with social media you know Mm. it used to be for me it had to be so perfect and exact and all the time posting and all of that and I'm definitely not in that space anymore you know I try and um be creative but also put a lot less time there um than I used to um, and so, but I can see it in other parts of my business still. Yeah. I'm, oh, you know. so you, you, you solve it over here with social media. We're getting the post yeah. out with, okay. So that's now getting a bit more sort of finely tuned, a bit more efficiency. Yeah. So the focus or the, that, 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 that like lack of speed is, oh, that's just sort of shifted across to somewhere yeah. else. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and now I'm doing it over here. <laughs> right. Probably. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, this is the juggle. This is, oh, so much fun as we level up, as we change. Yeah. our business and, and structure so hey i wish you all the best as you continue to transition through your groups through your speaking and you. teaching in establishments it's gonna be fantastic yeah. yeah yeah i'm excited nice well hey look if people want to find out more about about you yeah. and the work that you do where can they find you 
Uh, my website is a great place to start, and that's christinegarvin.com. Easy to remember. Have a quiz that you find at the top of the um, homepage. It will tell you all about whatever your menstrual issue is. So go ahead and take that quiz. I also can be found on Instagram at Christine Garvin, um, YouTube, also Christine Garvin. I do um, free weekly EFT videos, which are tapping for those that have heard of tapping and not EFT, um, particularly to help around menstrual issues. So those are some great places to start. Fantastic. So if you're curious, you're like, yeah, I, I think I need this go check it out. But again, Christine, thank you so much for playing along with us today and, and for sharing Absolutely. behind the scenes. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me and guiding me through this process. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.